Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So this is changing very, very quick, especially uh, during or after the pandemic. The digitalization of the identity has been accelerated in a way that... um, not only financial institutions, but every other business will need to identify the, the consumer or the person before they do any transaction. When I was growing up in South Africa, they would issue you with your national ID booklet at 16. Since we can only vote and drive and drink from 18, It was the first step on the path to becoming an official adult. Over time, they rolled out a separate driver's license card, and I believe in the last few years they've rolled out a new, more secure identity card. But the fact is that for a long, long time, if you were careful, or as is the case with me, just lucky, your most important identity document, the one you had to use for any official government business, showed a snapshot you probably had taken in a local pharmacy at 16. I used to tell this story and use my dad as an example, who, well into his 50s, maybe even his 60s, had an ID card with a picture of himself at about 19, sun-kissed and with long curly hair down to his shoulders. But now I realize that my own picture is about 25 years old and I too don't have quite the head of hair I once did. And that was all right when it was just being used for things like voting every few years. But the fact is, in our modern life, it's simply not a document that's fit for purpose. And neither is the number that it represents. On the one hand, having an identity number makes digital identities easier in that we can match everybody to a single match key. But if anything goes wrong, there's no way to get a new number. So once compromised, always compromised. And this is not a situation unique to South Africa. In Copenhagen, my identity card didn't have a photo at all, just the number. And in Hong Kong, while we updated the photo from time to time, the static number is a static number. And even private businesses weren't all that much better. A few years ago, I went into a bank branch to close some accounts that opened when I had just left university. And at the point of opening it, I would have signed some documents with my signature. Sitting in front of the banker, what must have been 10, maybe even 15 years later, with my passport and my identity document in hand, I couldn't get the accounts closed until I signed a signature that matched the one he had on record. It was a laughable situation and one that got resolved, as you would expect, by him giving me a surreptitious view of what my old signature looked like so that the system could tick that box. Simply put, none of these tools are good enough to verify identity today with the frequency with which we transact and the sophistication of the tools that fraudsters are using to impersonate us. Welcome to How to Lend Money to Strangers. I'm your host, Brendan Lagrange. For the last 20 years, I've been working in consumer credit, first with a credit card and personal loan issuer across Africa, 
and then as a consultant in the Nordics, Southeast Asia, and the UK. And now as the chief solution architect at ConfirmU, a fintech startup that's gamifying access to credit among the unbanked. Check us out in episode 24. We spoke about some of this when I interviewed John Cannon, but it's an important enough topic and one that changes fast enough that I think it's worth revisiting. So today I'm speaking to Jaime Ramirez, founder and CEO of Provental, a Miami-based fintech that's built a self-service digital identity and fraud prevention platform. Thank you so much for joining the show. I've seen you described as a serial entrepreneur working in the reg tech space long before it was fashionable to do so. So before we talk about Preventer and what your latest project is doing, could you maybe take a few steps back and talk to us about your background in the space? Hi, Brendan. Thank you for having me here. Yes. Um, as a, my personal experience, I've been in the industry for almost plus 30 years uh, working on the banking technology. The last 20 years dedicated on solutions and applications uh, about fraud prevention, anti-money laundering. And the last five years working directly with digital identity. So when you came around to the idea of, of starting your own business in Preventer, it was on the back of a fair amount of experience in that space. What is it that you do differently? How do you approach this problem of fraud and identity in a unique way? Yeah, the last uh, 20 years, I've been working on fraud prevention, anti-money laundering. Basically, for a financial institution to have a good technology, it requires a lot of money. It's very expensive. So Preventor was born to, to build a complete state-of-the-art application on the SaaS, software as a service. And one of our differentiators with, with other companies that offer similar products is that um, we are an end-to-end platform, meaning that uh, we can do different uh, products in just one platform. For a financial institution, it will be just one integration, one vendor, one contract, instead of having multiple solutions uh, to integrate with. The last time I had an episode on identity, I was speaking to John Cannon and he described the whole concept of identity as when you, when you really sit down and think about it, identity is in the digital world. It is broken. Would you agree with that, first of all? And if so, how do we think about what it actually means to have an identity or to validate and protect an identity in a digital world? I totally agree on that. What we used to do is to present a physical identity document to simply prove who we are. We just need to present a plastic or a paper to everywhere that we go to say, you know, this is me. And then you can start any relationship or do any transactions or even present your ID to the police when they stop you for any, anything on the street. So this is changing very, very quick, especially uh, during or after the pandemic. The digitalization of the identity has been accelerated in a way that um, not only financial institutions, but every other business 
will need to identify the, the consumer or the person before they do any transaction. You need to make sure that who you are dealing with. And the only way to do that is to basically authenticate the person over the internet because you don't have the person in front of you anymore. And even if you have the person in front of you, they can they can show a fake ID. So you don't have the right tools to make sure that, uh, you know, is is a real person or is the person that they say they are. Yeah, and I'd like to pick up on a point there about the physical ID, because I think in most our minds, that's the easiest example to think through what is an even more complicated problem. But when I grew up in, in South Africa, we had a national ID and we had a driver's license. So there were two types of identity and a passport. So three types of identity that you would need to look for at a bank. And it was very easy to then have a list of all the security checks and such. But in America, you've already been living in a world where each state has its own driver's license. Where you are in Miami, you've got thousands and thousands of tourists coming in from countries all around the world. So maybe you've had a little bit more experience than some others. How do you interpret identity in this world where your customer can be coming from any state, any country even? and wanting to be served pretty immediately. Yeah, that's a very good point because before you need to verify the identity to minimize uh, losses, to minimize fraud. Today, what we have right now, you will not only want to minimize the losses, but you will also want to, to expand your services globally to accept the documents from different jurisdictions, different governments, and for that, at Preventor, we have a database of more than 9,000 type of documents and templates from 248 countries in 138 languages. So basically, you can authenticate any document from any country, not only you know different type of documents, but a different series from different years of the same type of document. And you mentioned Miami, uh, our headquarters town, is we receive a lot of tourists. So if you are a merchant here, or you want to do any any kind of services and you want to authenticate a passport, you know, if you don't do this remotely and you receive a passport from the United States and then you receive a passport from from UK, from Europe, Latin America, it is impossible to make sure that the, the document is authentic if you don't have the technology. You're listening to How to Lend Money to Strangers with Brendan LaGrange. If you're enjoying it, now is a great time to hit that little plus button to subscribe. Let's get back to the show. Before that, you was limited to say, I only accept the driver license or accept the US passport, for example. Right now with the technology, you can say, okay, anything. It's beyond the boundaries. As you said, Miami, you get a lot of tourists. I'm sure you've got use cases where customers aren't in financial services, they're in, in industries all, all across the spectrum. Who, who else is using the sort of identity verification? Well, I mean, car renters here in Miami, downtown, we have scooters. You know, everyone wants to rent a scooter to go around the city. So, you know, if you are a tourist and you, you don't have a, a USA identity document, you won't be able to, to rent a scooter. So you need to accept any type of document from any country. And yeah, we use some examples presenting documents because all... The man in the street, I think that's the easiest way to think through identity. But obviously, COVID has pushed a lot of business online. And so this authentication of documents isn't something as simple as telling somebody what a genuine Argentinian passport must look like. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How do you go about the sort of verification in an online world? And have you seen a big uptake in the need for this to be digital? To authenticate a document is just one step of the entire digital identity verification, the, the, ne- the next step is to identify the person as a live person, no? the license detection, to compare the person against the document. There are some industries or some uh, financial institutions, for example, that uh, they ask uh, more than that. For example, uh, a proof of residence. You know, you, you can upload a document, we can authenticate any type of document like a, a utility bill or a bank statement. To make sure that uh, the address that is in that document is your residence address in order to do any business. No? For if you want to open an account in the United States and you say that uh, you are a, here in Miami, you are a Florida resident, it's not only that uh, you are a USA citizen, but uh, you need to prove that you are a Florida resident. So we can authenticate the proof of address. We can authenticate any taxpayer document like a social security or VAT. At this point, you know. It can be as simple as just do one step, simple one step, like for, for the car rentals. But uh, if depends on the risk appetite, you can ask more and more. No, We can even integrate digital signature in the process to complete the onboarding flow for any financial or legal document to be signed electronically. So you don't have to go to the branch at all. No? You know, it wasn't so long ago that you could go through a fully digital process to get your loan approved. But then to do the KYC, you would still have to go into the branch. I know the the lender I used to work at, we had that problem where we could approve you. We could say, here's your credit limit, but you need to pick up your credit card at the branch because somebody there needs to take a look at your identity document. Can you maybe talk through what it would look like for a customer of yours to do the authentication and how much faster are you seeing it being done? Yeah, I mean, the, the entire process can be done right now digitally, remotely. You know, even the, the onboarding, the, the, the next step with to, to deliver any type of credit card, you said, or ATM card or debit card can be signed electronically 
I mean, you can automate the, the entire process right now. Uh, and and yeah, you're right. What happened is that at the beginning of the digital onboarding process, most of the banks automate just one step, but uh, you still need to go to the branch to complete the process, to, to sign the papers, uh, to pick up uh, some stuff. So basically what they used to do is uh, pre-onboarding or pre-qualification or, you know, like a pre-process. Now we're looking at the complete process to complete the entire process and not only for individuals, also for corporates, for business. Because if you want to open a business account, the bank or the financial institution will need more than just few documents like for any individuals. They will need to sign financial documents. They need to get the corporate documents. They need to do the corporate verification, et cetera. Yeah, that's interesting because I think as much as we say identity is a problem for consumers, and it is because obviously when something goes wrong, it's a it's a huge hassle to deal with. But for... For ages, the identity of a corporate has been a letterhead. So you could go to a stationery shop and print off a fake job title and the you know the brand's picture on it, and off you were ready to go just about, particularly when it got big and there were so many people operating. And there's obviously a lot of phishing fraud going on at the moment where somebody or a fraudster will act as a representative of a company. And I wonder if there isn't now a business line to protect consumers where we can validate the identity of a company who's contacting me and protect ourselves and kind of flip it around where you're now selling uh, identity verification tools to consumers. In the fraud space, we've seen a lot of headlines in the UK of the amount of fraud attempts skyrocketing during COVID as everybody's been forced onto digital channels and um, fraudsters have been trying to take advantage of that. If you look at the trends you're seeing in the market, are you also seeing a lot of fraud activity or is it a bit more stable there? Right now, the identity theft, I would say, is the most fraud problem. You know, there is a lot of demand. It will increase the business. It also increase the line of fraud. It's like that, right? So right now, the identity theft is the, is the hottest in frauds. It's uh, evolving every day. We need to be protected. We need to, you know, enhancing the technology, the controls, the firewalls, everything. Yeah, thanks. I think that's, you know, the tricky line to balance. And we want to be able to just turn on our phone wherever we are and access the service. But at the same time, mm-hmm. we don't want any fraud to get through. And uh Yeah, I think I said in the last episode, my first job was in credit card fraud prevention. And even I get frustrated if I get caught by a fraud tool and then I have to remind myself that they're there for a good reason. But it really was a marketplace that was waiting for innovation. And I'm glad to hear that there's a lot of that happening. If anybody listening is in need of some help, maybe some guidance on how they can validate identities, how they can do them in real time and, and safely, and they want to speak to you to do that, Jaime, what is the easiest way for them to reach out to you and to learn more? Yeah, of course. I mean, they can go into the website, uh, preventer.com. We constantly publishing articles, white papers, uh, podcasts, webinars, etc. But if you don't find what you're looking for, I mean, you can contact us through our website. We will be glad to set up a call or 
we can respond by by email or by chat. Great, thank you. And I'll, I'll put those yeah. um, in the show notes as well. Jaime, thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you. Thank you, Brendan. And thank you all for listening. If you haven't done so already, like, share, and subscribe to the show. How to Lend Money to Strangers is written, hosted, and edited by myself, Brendan LaGrange. The theme tune and show music is by I Am Wake. And you can find show notes, written transcripts, more in-depth articles, and details on how to book me for speaking engagements at www.howtolendmoneytostrangers.show. I'll see you again next Thursday. Hi, it's me again. I have a pile of my books sitting here that I'd like to ship off before I have to move house again. And at the same time, I'm interested in learning a little bit more about my listeners. So if you would like a copy of Draken or Butterfly Hill and you don't mind sharing your address, drop me an email. It's brendan at howtolendmoneytostrangers.show and I'll send one over. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.